0: One of my favorite humans in the world, and not just because his last name is Ayala, but because he is, number one, my firstborn son, uh, number two, just an amazing human, and number three, he's just an awesome wake surfer. So I'm excited to have him on the podcast. Dylan, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this today. So um, you reminded me, and I had totally forgotten that um, we recorded a podcast when I first launched this and early 2020. So um, you're definitely a returning guest, but I'm excited to catch up and see all the amazing things that you've been doing. Um, you've had a lot going on, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. A lot has
0: changed. Pretty exciting. Well, let's jump into the four questions real quick that we ask every
1: guest. So who has had the greatest impact on your life? Probably you and mom just surround me with like business stuff and not really making me go to school, which is nice. Like a lot of kids had to go to school and stuff. So yeah, Probably you and mom. Well, sure. and just
0: to clarify, like we made you go to elementary school and stuff, right? Just not like college. And yeah.
1: Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not, not college and anything past that.
0: You, you, but you had to go to high school. Like we, we made you finish school though, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's probably not a fair question. I was thinking about it when I was sending it over to you. I'm like, I don't know if I, this is probably not a fair question for Dylan because if somebody else had the greatest impact, then you might not want to say it. No, I would. I would say it. I was thinking about it. Cool. Awesome. If you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be?
1: Maybe just following my passion and doing stuff that I love, not doing like the mainstream stuff and just kind of believing in myself and not quitting. I like it. What's a couple examples? Well, kind of back to the school thing. Like most kids go to college straight out of high school and I guess less now, but in high school, they would ask like, raise your hand if you're going to be going to college and I'd be like one of two kids that would not raise their hand and everybody kind of looked at you weird. (laughs) It's a little different. What, How? and how did that work out? Great. I mean, if I want to go to college for something specific, I would have gone, but I didn't really want to go to college for anything specific. So what are you doing? Uh, wake surfing, just coaching, wake surfing, uh, social media stuff. But yeah wake surfing mostly nice I like it um what was your greatest setback and what did
0: you learn from it
1: not really knowing what to do after high school Mm. I mean I knew that I didn't want to go to school but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do I knew I loved wake surfing and but I I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do so kind of taking that time to figure out what I wanted to keep on doing I'd say that was probably my biggest setback (laughs) I haven't had much Yeah. So
0: was, what was that time? Like you just had a time of figuring out what you wanted life to look like and was that challenging or?
1: Yeah. Like when I was a senior in high school, I felt like right after high school, it'd be a lot easier. Like life seemed really easy after high school, but it's kind of the opposite. Like when you're in school, it seems like everything's going to be so much better, but looking back on it, school and like when you're younger, it's, it's seems almost easier but I was thinking about that the other day too. Every every time that you look back on like past times in your life, it seems like everything was easier. But I was thinking it's only because you're thinking about the fun parts, like the highlights of that time. Like even in high school, I had tough times too. But you kind of forget about those tougher times. So it always seems like in the past, things were easier, or more simple. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's funny as you were saying that too, just
0: thinking about that period of time where you didn't know what you wanted to do. And it's funny because, uh, well, I shouldn't say it's funny, but it's interesting because I talk to a lot of people that are, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, and they're wanting to do something different. They're trying to figure out what they want to do next. And, you know, I, I jokingly say this, that, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. So it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, I think we go through seasons in, in life And again, I, I just talk to a lot of people that are changing careers or they don't know what they want to do next, or they want to quit their job and start their own business or, you know, it's crazy to me how many people have businesses that want to sell their business to get out of it too. So I think part of it is just, um, you know, understanding the journey and, and realizing that we're just going to go through those times. Right.
1: Yeah. I guess it never ends. Kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, it is.
0: What is the piece of advice you find yourself sharing the most?
1: Um, probably that you can do anything with like enough persistence or dedication. Like you could be anything that you wanted, but it just takes time and commitment.
0: It's that's so true. Yeah.
1: That's the biggest thing.
0: I love it. You know, I was just thinking back to the, you know, what we said before too, about like in you know, the fact that it never ends and, the reality is, and I've watched you with this too, like you've done a lot of self work over the years. Um, you know, just thinking about that one time when you won the championship and you were like visualizing it. And I've just, I've always watched you like you're, you're a student. You, I mean, even when you were little, you were always asking why, like you wanted to understood, understand why something was or how something worked. And I was thinking back to question number three and the setback and, and the fact that it never ends. I think part of it too, is just like understanding that, you know, it's our life and we have one life to live. And I'll never forget. I don't remember who told me this, but, um, when we spend a lot of time thinking about the past, um, there's a lot of depression around that. When we're, when we're in the present, it's really hard to be sad or depressed if you're being present. And then if we're spending too much time in the future, there's, there's a lot of anxiety around that. So I I just thought that was kind of interesting too, because when we're looking backwards, we're always thinking about. To to your point, we usually think about the good things, and we're like, "Man, I wish that was, I wish life was that way," and that gets us in a certain state. And then when we're thinking about the future, and it can be very uh, a lot of anxiety because there's a lot of pressure and stress, and oh, I have to do this. I need to get this done tomorrow or next month or next year or where am I going to be? But really, if we're just present um, that's where things are usually a lot better.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: Kind of interesting, right? It is. Well, um, I wanted to have you on to really, um, just kind of, you know, regroup and talk about, uh, just the business that you run. And, um, we haven't even really gotten into it yet, but you kind of touched on it. You know, you do a lot around social media, you do a lot with wake surfing, but it kind of, when, when our listeners hear, that you spend most of your time wake surfing, they think, they probably think, oh, well, that, that's funny, just wake surfs, right? But you've built an entire business around your passion of wake surfing, right?
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Like, I wish I could do this every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So, how'd you get into wake surfing? Let's start there and then we'll get into what your business
1: looks like today. I got into wake surfing kind of because of you guys. I mean, you guys had a boat, a Bayliner when I was like 10, 12, I think. And then you guys got a Moomba. You got a moomba, and that's when I, I didn't really want to try wake surfing or wakeboarding at all. Like I didn't really have any interest of it. I was kind of scared of it. But then one one year when I was probably fifteen, I tried wakeboarding. That's the first thing that I tried, and I really enjoyed wakeboarding. And then from there, tried wake surfing. Actually, it started because we went to Florida on that cruise. I don't know if you remember, and we went ocean surfing, mm-hmm. and I really loved the the ocean and surfing, but. I realized that I couldn't do that in Nevada. So it was summertime. So I kind of, we started going out on the lake and that's when I really fell in love with wake surfing. And then, yeah, from there, we lived in Elko for like a year or two. And then we moved to to Arizona and got into a nicer boat and met some people that were like in the competition scene and kind of gave me like a path that I could take to get into competing. And from there, I just... Uh, we moved there in December of 2016. And then my first comp was in March of 2017. So a few months. Yeah. No, May, May, my bad.
0: That's all good. And you, you kind of, you were, you were talking about just, um, with your piece of advice that you find yourself sharing the most is just like, go after what you want to do and, and, you know, just enjoy it. And you obviously went after it, but you were also pretty disciplined too. I, I have a lot of people ask me cause that first year let's talk about, so you went immediately into competing and how'd you do that first year?
1: Really good. Yeah. My first comp ever, I got second, second place against like a kid who had been competing for a few years, like a lot of his life. He was quite a bit younger than me, but, and then I won every comp after that up until worlds and I lost worlds. I got second place <laughs> So yeah, I've had a lot of people like ask me, you know, was he just like
0: natural and talented? And one of the things like you were super disciplined. That's one of the things that I saw in you, like, yes, you enjoyed it, but also, you know, you got a coach, you got a mentor, you started competing, um, you got some sponsors and you were at the lake like a lot, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit.
0: That's one of the things that I think people, you know, they don't realize the amount of hours, whether it's, you know, you learning YouTube or you learning wake surfing, or me being a plumber or me learning real estate. Like that's one of the keys to success, right? Behind the scenes, everybody always sees the victory, but they don't see the hard work that you put in, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. And that's the most important part, really. Yeah. That's the hard part.
0: What kind of, it's kind of interesting looking back at it, but what
1: did that look like? The amount of
0: hours and coaching and lessons and
1: all that stuff? Well, I mean, when I first started and I still love it a lot, but like it was easy for me to get up at 4 a.m., 4:30 to go out on the lake. Like it was something that I really looked forward to. Um, it wasn't like a forced thing that I had to do, so that made it really easy. I'd any chance that I got, I would be out on the water, wake surfing, and just really enjoying the sport. That that was the biggest thing is that I loved it. Yeah. But yeah, probably five. I'd be riding five to seven days a week, probably an hour at a time. I could go for as long as I could. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Well, just for context, I mean, we're,
0: you're on your second boat. You just ordered your third, but, um, what year's your boat that you have right now? It's a 19. And how many hours are on it?
1: 960.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny because, you know, people that are not boaters may not know this, but people that, you know, boat a lot, it takes most people like a lifetime to put a thousand hours on a boat and yours is two years old. And, has a thousand hours on it. So that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Like a family that goes out every weekend, uh, maybe like three days a week, we'll usually put on like 40 hours a summer. (laughs) It's so wild. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so what
0: do you, what,
1: what are the other few things that
0: you think made you a successful, uh, wake surfer or as a competitor?
1: I mean, the passion side of it for sure. I really loved it. Um, but with like, without your guys's like help and kind of pointing me in the right direction with, like mentors and stuff. And like you said, getting a coach without that kind of support, it would have been a lot harder because I didn't really know exactly what to do. So yeah, after high school, or maybe I was still in high school, but it was like my last year in high school, mom kind of pushed me to get a personal trainer, which I wouldn't have done without her telling me to get one. So yeah, I think it's just like the mentors and getting support in the areas that make you better in what you want to do. I love like that aspect of it. I wasn't super passionate about like the training, the personal training. Like I just wanted to wake surf, but that's what makes you better too.
0: You know, I remember watching you, um, and obviously you weren't super passionate about it, but you got a, you got a trainer that was pretty specific for your sport. Like he helped you focus specifically on your sport. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I remember you being pretty excited about that part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Once I got into it, I was excited, but it took like, mom convincing me to, to go get some training to, to start. But once I got into it, I loved it.
0: You know, and it's so true for really all areas. That's why, you know, I'm such a fan of coaching and mentoring because the reality is like, you can spend five or 10 years trying to figure something out on your own, or you can go hire somebody that's got five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of experience and shortcut. Yeah. Right. And, um, it was, it was pretty fun watching you do that. So I love it.
1: Anything else? Yeah, it helps a lot. Um, for being successful as a competitor, um, I guess dedication too, just going out when I didn't want to. I mean, the first year or two is easy for me to go out, but as I started to do it more and more and it became not only uh, my passion, but also like a way for me to make my living, it gets harder to go out on days that you don't want to go out. Yeah, I could I could see that for sure.
0: Well, let's shift. So let's talk about your business a little bit. Um, what, what are some of the main areas of your business?
1: Right now, it's really coaching, like doing in-person coaching. And then I do online coaching. But it's kind of like a big ecosystem, like the social media uh, leads to people finding out about my coaching. And then when they find out about my coaching, they have different options where they can come here and get coaching. I can come on their boat online lessons um and then I got a course as well where they can get inside of the course and kind of learn a lot about wake surfing like that's a big key of it yeah and it's you know you I've
0: watched you I've actually learned a lot from you um you give away a lot of free coaching and value on Instagram YouTube TikTok um that kind of yeah it's a ton of value
1: right and I reach an audience of more than just than a lot of wake surfers do because most wake surfers are staying inside of the little niche, 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 whatever it is of, and I was inside of this as well of just the competitors, like only reaching the competitors, but the audience isn't the competitors and the, the people that are buying stuff aren't competitors. That's a small, like maybe 2% of all the people that wake surf that don't even know about competitions. They just want to be able to do a 360 or all these and helping them get that dialed in is more important than just like trying to show your newest trick to all the other competitors. And they, a lot of people don't realize that inside of the competition scene. You know, it's such a valuable point too. And a lot of
0: the people that coach inside the competition scene too, you know, I don't, I don't think they realize that there's this entire world of people out there that are frustrated because they can't learn a 360 or they can't do the trick that they want to do. And those people are willing to pay for coaching too.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's been pretty fun to watch. So um, just to kind of you, you now live in Austin, Nevada. And so that's your main market where you coach, right? And so people. Texas, Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you coach people here on your boat or you can coach on their boat. But I'm curious, you you said that you do online like Zoom coaching too, right? A lot of people probably don't realize that that's something they could get.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do do that. I mean, I don't have, that's probably the smallest area of my clients. Like, and I think it's probably partly my fault with marketing and stuff. Like I get kind of overwhelmed sometimes, but, um, there's a lot of different avenues that you could take to get coaching. And a lot of people like the in-person stuff, but for the people that live kind of overseas or, um, maybe across the country, that's, that's really nice for them to have.
0: Yeah. And it's just like any other coaching, right? They basically get on a Zoom call with you. They upload their videos and you kind of talk them through what they're doing right and wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it has its uh, ups and downs. Like with the online coaching, you can see exactly what you're doing wrong in real time. And in a much slower pace, like you can see exactly what I'm talking about, but you can't go out and fix it right away. Whereas with in-person coaching, you can't exactly see what you're doing wrong. I can tell you, but you can't see it. But you also get to work on it in real time. Yeah, that makes sense. I was just talking to mom about
0: this, not with wake surfing. But when, when I can't see myself, like what I'm doing wrong, I have a hard time like understanding it. But So I go to this coaching um, thing for golf. Uh, it's called, what the heck's it called? I can't remember the name of it, but I go in this video bay. And they, they record me and then my coach tells me what I'm doing wrong, but I get to see it on a video and he can actually show me. Yeah, it's cool because there's a video of me doing it. And then they put a pro next to me doing the same swing and you can see Mm. how the pro swing is compared to yours. And it's like tracking anyway, it's called golf tech. That's what it's called. But when, you know, you can see the tracking of the swing. And so it makes sense what you're saying that each one has its pros and cons. Um, Yeah, I like it. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, fun thing to do.
0: So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the social media side of things, YouTube and all of that. It's been pretty fun watching you, but, uh, when, when you and Hannah decided to go on the road in 2020, you got a camper and, and toured the U S and did coaching all over the U S and you guys, well, I know you're already doing a YouTube channel, but you've kind of, you've done a bunch of different things, um, with social media. Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when me and Hannah got the camper and, uh, like kind of got into that I wanted to vlog it like kind of be more of like a vlogger at the time like just kind of to keep up with um like what we're doing I I think it'll be cool to look back on in the future too um but yeah we kind of vlogged the whole thing shared our experience living in a camper um and then yeah making tiktoks together instagram together but uh yeah that's a lot of work doing that yeah. You still have your YouTube
0: channel though, and Instagram and TikTok, yeah. all that, right? It's a big part of your business.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Now I've kind of transitioned now to like everything inside of wake surfing. Um, I'm probably most excited about like YouTube right now with, uh, with wake surfing because it's a search based type of, uh, social media compared to like Instagram or TikTok where you have to be posting every day Mm. and I've kind of came up with like this new strategy I've been pretty excited about the last few weeks and I actually just got a course sale just now from it uh I like I told you kind of about my course my online courses but inside of on my YouTube videos I'll make specific search-based content so like for example how to do a 360 and people are searching that every day they find my video and then I explain how to do the 360. So I add that free value, give them a full tutorial. Like they're going to know exactly what to do, but there's a lot more to a 360 than just the 360. So I'll mention like, a uh, like the three key aspects to constant progression in wake surfing. And then to get that, they enter their email and it signs them up for it sends them that freebie, but then it also s- puts them into a funnel for five days and, introduces them to my course.
0: Let's talk about the course. Number one, I'm blown away. Um, you said you just got a sale, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I'm blown away about the amount of like just studying and and learning you've done, number one. But let's talk about the course because you launched a course um, last year. Uh, let, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I did. I took a course from Jess, your guy's friend, on a uh, online course creation and stuff in 2020. And then I didn't launch it that year. I kinda got, I was really busy with like in-person lessons, traveling the country and the camper. And I, I just don't think it was the right time. So I didn't launch it that year, but then the following year I was in Texas and had a place on the water, which I'm still in. So it made it a lot easier to be able to get that, the course done. I created a course within I like promoted the course for probably a month and a half and I actually built it like three days before it launched. Like it was done like the day before. So yeah, and then I got, uh, there's like 200 people in there right now inside of that course. And what's what's the price point on the course? Uh, The first launch I did it at 197, now it's at 247. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, your first
0: launch you made like 30K or something on it, right?
1: Yep, yeah, 30, 30
0: something. That's pretty cool. Um, It's exciting to watch. And in the course, like you basically take people through all the fundamentals getting to a 360, right?
1: Yeah. It ends in a 360 and an error and you're actually inside of the course. Like we use you as an example, but um, as there's a, a lot as more a, to,
0: as a bad example, right? Like what not to do.
1: <laughs> and you got a couple of good ones in there oh, too, cool. but um, yeah, somebody just said yesterday they are happy that I used you. People actually say that a lot because it's easier to see from like somebody at their level rather than me that has it pretty consistent. But yeah, the, like a, to do a 360, and I kind of said it before, even in air, there's a lot more that you need to know about wake surfing before you can land that. Like you're going to be kind of shooting at something that's kind of pointless at the time. Cause you don't understand the wave, how it works and how everything works together. So it starts off with like understanding the wave, proper fundamentals, all these in the flats, chop hops, floaters, flip slides, all those tricks that build on one another that will set you up so that you can land or have the best chance to land a 360 and then also getting them consistent.
0: And in the course, you go through all of those?
1: Yep, step by step, you go through all those modules and explains all that. That's super cool. Um,
0: If people are interested in the course, what's the best way for them to go find that?
1: Uh, They can just go to my website, wakesurfschool.com or send me a message on Instagram, Dylan Ayala, and I'll send them a link or they can just go to my YouTube too and get right. a link from there. Nice. I like it. So
0: I'm still curious. Cause like I've, I've watched you, you're an avid student, obviously, but, um, and I know, you know, I've said this for years, we don't know how amazing we are cause we're us, but you're 22 years old and I'm super proud. I mean, obviously I'm your dad and so I'm biased, but also like for the things that you've done and the way that you learn, um, I'm just super curious, like how have you pulled this all off? Because from where you sit, you're, you're, you're pretty hard on yourself. Like you were even saying, you know, I was doing a lot of lessons and I get tired and I don't want to go to the lake and you've, you've said all these, but really you work your butt off and you've accomplished a lot. So how have you learned all this?
1: Well, I really like learning, but Yeah, watching YouTube videos, taking that course, uh, researching it. Like when I really like something, it's hard for me to like not want to know everything about it. So when I get like super into something, I want to learn everything about it. But then also I like to teach it too. Even if it's just random things, I like to also teach it. So it's hard for me to... I like to have like a step-by-step guide or like something to follow for for me to understand it. I like when there's a lot of information out about it and I can learn a lot about it. But then I also like to to break it down in like a simpler, easier way to understand too. You or know, like, I, I like past self.
0: Yeah, I like that because one of my favorite guys to watch is a guy named um, George Gammon, the rebel capitalist. And he, he has a YouTube channel. And what he does is he he listens to people that are like way smart that have like three hour podcasts and talk about like crazy things in the economy. And then what he does is he takes that one hour or two hour, three hour episode and he turns it into a whiteboard video that I can understand. Um, yeah. And it's been my favorite thing. And I was jokingly telling uh, one of my employees, Mike, about this, uh, you know, a couple months ago, I feel like sometimes I should take George's three part video and make it down into a 60 second reel that the, you know, the rest of us can understand because sometimes even his video is like super complicated, but it makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious about your opinion because like you said, you love to learn. Um, in this day and age, there's so many people, I learned a lot from YouTube and I watch you guys like learn a ton about YouTube and you're making money on social media and you're really growing your business on social media. And, you know, I, I think about Tim, you know, he's building an entire business off of podcasts and video editing and uh, sound like there's so much opportunities. Mom and I were on a walk last night in downtown Austin and she said, you know, we should have convinced our kids when they were 12 to go into tech even sooner. You know, obviously we didn't see that coming, but there's so many people that think that social media, YouTube, all this stuff is bad. And in reality, like I watch the benefit when people use it for good it's so much it's got so much opportunity and potential
1: yeah it for sure has a lot of opportunity and potential but i also see the bad side of it too where people are coming from where i mean you only see the highlights and the best part of things so it's kind of like the same thing that you were saying with people seeing me run a business or wake surfing every day like they don't see everything that goes into it too so that's the same thing on social media but times 10 like you don't know when somebody's having a bad day or mm-hmm. like what what's really going on in their life so i see where people are coming from with social media being a bad thing um but you can also learn a lot from it and you can learn a lot of like positive things from it and you can do a lot of positive too but i think it's very uh it's it's hard to hard to navigate for sure especially probably for younger people mm-hmm. like now that that people are growing up with it like you see that only the best part of everything. So I it can be probably pretty bad on mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that.
0: Um, I'm curious. Uh, I see your, for, for those that are watching, um, you know, on video, I see your little jet pilot board there in the background. Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. That's uh, my last year's pro model. So 2021, it uh, was my second one. I got a pro model board in 2020. That was the first year. And yeah, this is the second year right here behind me. Got my third this year. And then we're working on the fourth year next year. Nice. It's exciting. So what are you most excited about, you know, and for the
0: future and businesses and everything you got going on right now? What are you most excited about?
1: Um, Probably right now, automation, like with social media, like it's kind of a big ecosystem where like what I've been doing in the past is kind of like launching my course. I'll still do launches, I think with newer courses, but, um, I've, I've learned like a new way to, and I kind of explained it, but with automation from YouTube, like I'm excited to, cause at first when I first started YouTube, like I just wanted to make money from the ad sense. I did it out of passion too. Like I wouldn't just do it for the money, but, um, now, I can make money from the AdSense, but also be helping other people with their wake surfing. And then they can, I'll be passively getting income from, from YouTube and from them getting inside of my course. That's what I'm really excited about right now. That's cool. And I, you know, I think about it and I don't, you might be
0: wake surfing for the rest of your life. Who knows? But the reality is the skills that you're learning in business. I love that you keep coming back to your passion, right? Because, um, you said you loved learning. Well, you love learning when you're passionate about something and, um, you love wake surfing and you love building courses. And, but the thing that I get excited about too, is all of these things that you're learning and building apply to any business that you would ever want to run. Right. And even, you know, I said this earlier, but there's a lot of people that I know that get tired of a certain business. Heck I've, I've, I've started and sold and shut down, you know, more businesses than, than, than many people will ever do. And so I understand like, you know, wanting to, Start something new, and I talk to people all the time that want to do that. But what I love about what you're doing is this applies. The stuff that you're learning can apply to the future of all businesses. In fact, most of us older business owners need to understand the things that you learn because the widget is wake surfing. But the way that you're selling wake surfing through courses and through live coaching and through online coaching and you know through all the different things that you're doing. Um, There's a lot of older business owners like me that need to understand what you're learning. And the fact that you're
1: figuring this out early will apply to any
0: business you ever build. It's cool.
1: Yeah, and the cool thing about it too is I could, like you said, not be wake surfing in five years. And the way that I'm building it right now is I would still be making money from that ecosystem. I could still be getting views on YouTube because it's search-based stuff. And people are always going to want to know how to do a 360 or how to do an air whatever it is that will always be searched and they'll always get into my funnel. And that will be just kind of evergreen passive income. Even if I'm not wake surfing or even in the future too, it could be like, there could be a, uh, that could be a curriculum, like how you did PE in school. It could be some sort of online course that you take like around your passion instead of like being forced to take some sort of extra activity that you don't really enjoy it could be wake surf school could be a one of the curriculums or that could count as your physical education taking that course like it could be in a in a school like a real school which is cool that is awesome yeah it's exciting and you know so many people talk
0: about like you know the future changing and all of this stuff but it is changing now and even like you just said like i think that there's so many things that are going to get disrupted i love when you were talking about you know, even if you're not wake surfing in five or 10 years and it's evergreen and people can always get in your funnel and always be buying like that, that's a passive stream of income. And we used to think of it like, you know, real estate being passive or, you know, investing in certain businesses or whatever, but this is passive income.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, And even with like your, your kind of area too, like you're the investing side of it, you could have a course inside of a school too. like online education, I think will be really big in the future. And it even is right now, but I think we're at the beginning of it. And I think that a lot of education will be online. So it's not only like physical stuff. It could be uh, a course on or a class on investing. Like the, the teachers that are teaching that inside of schools aren't really probably the best to be teaching it. So it's probably going to be people that have already done that type of investing or even teaching finances, like the teachers teaching finances, they, they want to help, but who knows if they really know what they're doing. Wow. That's crazy. It's so, I I agree. hundred percent.
0: Well said. Well, you're most excited about the funnel you got going on YouTube right now. That's super exciting. Um, I'm, I'm excited. This is probably not the thing that I'm most excited about, but you and I are actually working on a father-son mastermind together, which is going to be pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, um, Dylan and I are going to do a father-son mastermind. So um, it, it'll be Dylan and I, we have a houseboat on Lake Powell that we own a week, well, we own two weeks on it. We're going to use our week in September. Um, and so you and your son will fly out, if you're listening to this and you're interested, you and your son will fly out and you'll spend um, three days and three nights on our houseboat with Dylan and I. We'll have a Nautique G23 there. Dylan will be there. He'll have his pro model board there. Um, some of his sponsors, Jet Pilot, I'm sure, and Action Water Sports, are probably going to kick in some pretty cool stuff. And you'll stay on our houseboat with us. You'll get to ride and get lessons from Dylan. And we didn't say this, Dylan, but you actually were number one in the world in men's semi-pro and you were ranked top five in, in men's pro. And so Dylan yeah. is a, a top world competitor. Dylan has coached all over the world. Dylan literally had a coaching school come in and bring three employees in from Korea that coached with him in Arizona for 30 days. So you and your son, if you want to join us, we'll get to coach with Dylan. You'll get to ride at beautiful Lake Powell. One of Dylan, you've actually said that Lake Powell is one of your favorite places on earth, right?
1: Yeah, it's a really cool lake. It's huge. It's really pretty. And it's a really cool area. There's no service there. So you get to kind of disconnect and just be in nature is it's my favorite.
0: Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll have four father son groups in there at a time and you'll uh, each father son gets their own room on the boat. There's only uh, four, four that can come on at a time. Um, so it'll be a pretty fun setting. So if you're interested, um, text the word Lake Powell to 480-531-7519, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at the Mike Ayala, or you can reach out to Dylan at, it's just at Dylan Ayala, right?
1: Yep. Dylan Ayala. Yeah. So you'll come
0: out, you'll stay on our boat, um, all the foods included. Um, you'll get to do some coaching. We'll be doing some spear fishing, um, roasting marshmallows, all the things, but we'll do, be doing some, uh, masterminding as well. The guys with me and, and the young men with Dylan, and then we'll do some stuff together too. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's uh, this September, uh, 2022, so we don't have a lot of time. There's only eight spots. It'll be two groups of four. Um, the first group will come in September 13th through the 16th. The second group, September 16th through the 19th. So if you're interested in that, again, there's only eight spots. Um, text the word Lake Powell to 4805317519. Dylan, anything else to add about the mastermind?
1: Uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm excited. Help your sons and you learn some wake surfing. Yeah. And it's super
0: cool too. Just even talking with you, Dylan. I mean, it's going to be awesome for these young men, um, to just, you know, see how you've chased your dreams and built a business out of it. But not only that, these older men, I won't say old, but these older men, uh, obviously after the conversation that we've had, like, I learned a ton from you just I'm super curious about, you know, courses and building this stuff out. And so, um, I think we, I think you have a lot to teach, not just the young men, but the older men and vice versa. Um, I'll have a lot to teach your young men and, and, and the older men like me. So.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a
0: great time. Well, anything else you want to cover or talk about that we didn't?
1: Um, I don't think so. You got anything?
0: No, I think we're good. So I appreciate you coming back on the show again and just super proud of you and the business you've built. And um, yeah, just super happy to be part of your world and be able to just watch you grow and chase your dreams.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So
0: I know you've already kind of alluded to this, but um, what are the best places for people to find you? Just add Dylan ILL on Instagram and YouTube. Cool. Well, yeah, reach out to Dylan or I if you want to join us on the Mastermind. And if you're interested in, any of Dylan's content. He gives away so much free content on wake surfing and, and all of that. Just go chase him down. Appreciate you
1: being on the show, Dylan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep.
0: If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.